Welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. I'm your host, Chris Palmore, founder of GratitudeSpace.com. My sincere thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating this podcast. Hillary, welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. Thank you for being on today. Chris, I'm so excited to be here. It's great to see you. It's great to see you too. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's our friendship coming about and everything is just, it's, it seems like it's been uh, immersed in gratitude and now we get to spend this morning together and I, I can't honestly think of a better way to start my day. So thank you. I appreciate it. I feel the same way. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, can you, so for people that don't know you, Hillary, could you um, share some stuff about yourself? Absolutely. So uh, I am um, Hillary. Hilary Rousseau. I am the Holistically Speaking Health Coach, and uh, that's been a journey in its own right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certified in integrative nutrition, holistic health, but also I'm a emotional uh, well-being practitioner of a, a modality called havening techniques. So it alters your thoughts, moods, and behavior through touch and pleasant distraction, which I absolutely adore and do every day. I might even be doing it while I'm sitting here, but uh, I do that. And I'm also a journalist. I've been a journalist for over 25 years, and I found that I could fuse my passion with my purpose by focusing on health and wellness related stories so that it's all about storytelling, as you know, right? Uh, sharing stories, empowering stories, holding space for people to share their stories because we all have one. And that's what creates healing. That's where the gratitude comes from, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful, and uh, I I totally even as of yesterday, just it's so re- so relatable, just to allow people to talk and allow people to feel like they're uh, that they're seen, you know, and then they have these stories, and uh, just it's a gift to be able to give that to somebody when you know that's when you know that's what can happen, you know. Yeah. Um, yesterday, my father came over because a friend of a friend is doing this project where she's just interviewing, um, you know, people in their eighties and people in their seventies. And my dad just got to sit down and like be heard for like two hours. Um, and it was, I was just floored that somebody, you know what I mean? To be able to be a cog in the wheel to set that up. Cause I understand how much that means to him. You know, Absolutely. it was such a gift. Especially for the older generation, a lot of times they're dismissed. And I had a really empowering conversation with a friend of mine who is in, as an osteopathic doctor working with the geriatric age. And we had a really great conversation about how that generation tends to not be heard anymore. It's almost like sometimes going back to childhood where you feel like you're not heard as a child, especially if they're older and they might be living in a senior facility or you know, maybe, the, maybe there's onset dementia moving in or just they get older and cranky. You know, People are like, oh, that's just grandpa. Oh, that's just mom doing her thing. But the thing is, if we just take time to listen, there are some really amazing stories that we can we can get from no other generation. So holding space for the older generation can be even the, can be the most empowering because they've got the longest book with all the chapters, you know? Right, right, and it's, right. It's, it's grateful, it's gratitude for them. Right, right, it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my, my father, because my, you know, my mom passed away, so it's, uh, you know, he just, yeah. him just being able to have a conversation with just somebody, you know, somebody outside of like my sister, you know what I mean? You have your staple people, but having somebody new, I guess it's, you know, it's almost like when you talk to somebody new, it's like, they don't know, they don't know your stories. 
Uh, they don't know your baggage. They don't know any of that. So it's almost like you, you can walk in and you're, um, you're almost naked in a sense because you don't, you don't have any of these fears. Uh, you know, there's nothing tied to it other than here we are. This is a good conversation. You know, I'm just here with you and you're listening and that's beautiful because I don't have any, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't, yeah. there's, he didn't know Gail. So therefore it was just an engagement with a stranger and he, he's great with that. He's, he's, he's a talker. So, um, it was really great. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's, it's one thing to sit there and it's something that I tell my students all the time. I'm also a college professor and I teach broadcasting and journalism. I teach compassionate, compassionate journalism is what I call it, even though that's not the technical name of the class, but I instill that in my students because it is a lost art. And I tell them, I, I said, there's a big difference between hearing and listening. And there's certainly a difference between listening and active listening. And when you just take time to sit and listen and find that there is value in the story that's being shared, it provokes new types of questions instead of the ones that we're already going into thinking we're gonna ask prior. It creates a whole different conversation. It creates human connection. And it says your story's valid and I wanna know what you have to share, you know? And there's, that's really, that's, the, that's the meat and potatoes right there. You know, the human connection and being able to truly share on a deeper level. As you and I know how we met through, right. uh, you know, the gate group, but also having a friendship with Chris Shembra from, mm -hmm. you know, just from the 747 Club, which is all about the sauce as the human connection. It couldn't be, it couldn't be any more simple than that, you know? So yeah, it's really just holding space for people to share their stories. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I, like I said, it was just such a gift that I could be part of that. And because I got to see that, it actually even sprung ideas in my mind to, you know, I know how much he loves telling his stories. And um, I, and he's, he was a teacher for a lot of years. So I, I know, I think that if I just said, let's film just with my, you know, my phone, like, let's just film like little segments of you telling your stories. I think that would, uh, he would love that. And I would, I would get a lot of fulfillment out of doing that. You know, that'd be his way of feeling like he's, you know what I mean? Like he's sharing yeah. these stories and they have, they are now they're, they're actually in a space. They're not going to, you know, disappear with him, you know? Um, and I like to hear them. So, and it's simple, right? We all have phones. Like, this is anything you do for anybody. Yeah. You feel like we want it. It's so easy now. It isn't like back in the day. It's so easy. And it's a generation soon to be lost when we think about it. I mean, you and I have both lost a parent. I lost my dad almost 18 years ago. And uh, it, it, my brother and I have this, have this like saying that we go to when we might get a little upset at our mom or we are a little agitated by something, you know, oh, you know, we get like that. We're like, oh, mom does this or oh, dad does that. And every time we have one of those moments and we're on the phone with each other and we're kind of like, ugh, that thing that happened. One of us will say, LRP, LRP. And that's all we say and it stops. And LRP is last remaining parent because it's, it's that moment of, you better be grateful, she's still here. You better be right. grateful, he's still here. And it, all it is is LRP and suddenly LRP changes the whole trajectory of the, the, and then we have a moment of gratitude for our mom because it's such small stuff that might be irritating us or it's going back to the inner child because we are we always are the inner child as I share with my clients all the time if we're not nurturing 
the child, instead of always trying to nurture the adult that's up by, upset by something, that's the real healing starts with the child sitting in the adult chair, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting you say that about the storytelling because there's actually, there's a quote I love, I have to pull it up, um, that I remember because my dad, my dad was notorious for always telling stories over and over and over and over and uh-huh. laughing to tears. I get that. <laughs> tears fell in his eyes. Like I would sit there like as a teenager, like rolling my eyes, like oh, I've heard those a million times, daddy. But when I lost my dad, there was a movie that came out soon after. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. It came out a year after my dad died. Big Fish. Did you see Big Fish? Yes, it does. Beautiful movie. That movie uh, hit me the first time I saw it and hits me every time I saw it because, you know, it's the movie about the, the relationship between the boy and his son. I mean, the father and his son. And the, the son's just like, oh, dad's stories are so fabricated. But the moral of that story yeah. was that the stories were fabricated because to a little kid, he doesn't want to hear that his dad is a, you know, a, a, a knife salesman, you know. Right. So the whole, the, the, the point of that story is a man tells his stories so many times that he becomes them and then he, they, he becomes immortal and they live on after him. Because the stories that they tell might feel differently when we're at a different age, but we're going to be so grateful to have those stories later to tell and laugh about the person and the, their time with us on the planet, then be like, ugh, that story again. And then we're telling his stories or her stories. And that's, that's gratitude right there. Keeping that's them alive. beautiful. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I even think, you know, going, uh, my mind flips to the idea, you know, it's like, I may have heard the story a hundred times, but I, I know one day I'm going to miss hearing the story. Exactly. I mean, so let's turn that like, you know, that, oh, I've heard it too. I'm going to totally miss, I know, you know, I know one day I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss hearing the story, whatever it is, you know. Um, So I try to try to remember that if I start to get peed for some silly reason, you know, because I've heard it or, you know, because I'm, I'm putting my, putting myself in in the mix of it opposed to just appreciating it. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's about very, me when it's not. It's very <laughs> yeah. easy to go to the ego. It's very easy to go to that place where we're ag- agitated and annoyed by something. But it's just as easy to come back and find a moment of gratitude and be like, I am so glad that I have this person here to hear their voice sharing it in their way, you know, or I'm glad they're here that I can give them a hug when we're able right. to hug. Right. Or just the smell that they have or the just the inflection in their voice and the connection of being able to look at them. Thank, thank goodness I have that now because in some time you're not going to have that. You're going to have to reflect on it. You're going to have to watch videos or sit around a table and, and it's, it's wonderful to do that too and reflect right. on a person uh, and find them the, the true gratitude for that person if they're not there and keep their story alive like in the the quote in the movie movie but so much better to have them here you know yeah it is yeah. it is the time the time is special and if we yeah. if we if we appreciate where we're at we can slow down enough to realize <laughs> that the moment is is beautiful whatever it is mm-hmm. it's a it's a beautiful thing to cherish um so in this moment simplistically uh what are three things you're grateful for Three things I'm grateful for. I'm always grateful for the breath that I breathe. I'm grateful for human connection. And I'm, I'm grateful that I'm healthy and well and the people I love are healthy and well, you know. 
It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. My part of my morning practice, my the end of my gratitude journaling, I write down health and then mentally in my mind I say and see the, this long list of people that I'm just grateful that they're that they're, you know, that they're they have well-being. Um yeah. obviously I'm in the list too, but uh you know, I go through that it allows me just to be in a place to go. I just I'm just re- I realize that I'm so fortunate that I, I have so many people in my life that I love and then love me and that they're healthy. Yeah. Just the fact they're healthy, which I think is very easily overlooked if you don't think about it because yeah. it's the way it is for a lot of people, you know, <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's so important. Especially with what we're facing right now and there, we can go this way with our thought process or we can go this way with our thought process. And you know, we're human. We have these moments. We have this lovely little thing in our brain called the amygdala. She loves to go to threat mode. Like we call her Amy <laughs> in my practice. Okay. Uh, and if we don't nurture Amy, she's going to be like, what? What's going on? The pandemic. Oh, the, this upset, whatever. And we need to realize how to nurture her and take her down and be like, you know what, girl? It's good. It's good. Like I have my health. I'm happy. I have a roof over my head. Every morning I wake up, I have a beautiful little kitty next to me. I have good friends that care about me, people that want to have conversations and connect with me. That's beautiful. And then I'm yeah. so grateful for all that I have because we have to, we have to take care of self first, you know, in order to right. be good for others. I'm so glad that I'm surrounded by good people and I have a loving family and friends and I'm glad they're healthy too. I'm grateful for that. So it starts within but then what we, it's a ripple effect, you know, mm-hmm. to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's so beautiful. It's so important and so overlooked most of the time. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we just got to state it. So whoever hears this, they'll either agree with us or I'll make them think, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I'm all about making people think. Uh, yeah. Thought-provoking conversations are my, my, my jam. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. So if you, um, if, you know, what, what, Simplistically, what would be your definition of gratitude? Oh, that's simple. Love. I love. mean, when, okay. while I've been thinking about it, I mean, you have to have love first. Gratitude to me is love and kindness and compassion for self and for others. It, uh, gratitude is about being in the simplest terms. You know, we, we have this tendency to go to thought all the time first, like think, think, think. We go right to the brain and it really is about feeling you know, feeling and thinking connect, but we need to feel. And like you said, you wake up, you do your gratitude journal. I wake up, I do mine as well. I sit and I do meditation every morning. And the, I think it's really just being present and like filling the space with love first, because then you can admit that, you know? Right, right, That's, right. It's powerful. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love that you just gratitude, your definition, love. That was really, I love that. I, I love that. That was great. I, I, you know, I was talking to somebody last night and, you know, anybody wanting to get into a gratitude practice, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's really very simple, you know, and it's just about having, making a conscious decision at some point in your day to make, I'm going to, you know, like he was saying, it, for example, it could be as simple as putting a sticker on your mirror in your bathroom. So when you get up to, you know, get up, you just say, it's good to say, what are you grateful for? Um, and then hopefully maybe in your mind, you say three things just to start. So, you know, like you see, we get up and we have a practice, but the practice would be so simple for anybody if they just choose to make, you know, I'm going to make this part of my day. It's going to, it mm-hmm. can take 10 seconds, but it's part of my day. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's just so, so important to, again, create space. You know, we're saying create space for gratitude, yeah. create space for love. It's yes. for appreciating your life, create space to appreciate your life. 
And, if it's you know, your cat, your the roof over your head, or you know, yeah. Well, that's that's the interesting thing about the creating space for it. It's there. I mean, life is abundant, and we limit ourselves. And that was a that was a change in my thought process. I had to go through as well. I mean, it's not. It, it is a practice. If you're not brought up thinking that way, and we come into this earth just perfect, right? It's all, it's all that's around us that kind of like messes us up. We've all been through stuff. I mean, I, my whole idea with, with what I do and what I share with my clients, what I share in my podcast, holistically speaking, all of that is like we, we in some way have gone from trauma to triumph, you know, mm -hmm. it's the transformation, but it takes time and it's practice. And I think that's, that's the, the space for love and gratitude is abundant we need to stop limiting ourselves and thinking that there's only this amount of space for this and this amount of space for that. You know, it's, it's not like you're filling a checkerboard or something, you know, it's there for the taking, you know, yeah, but it's it also is. there for the giving. Right. More you have right, and more right. you have to give. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. Uh, yeah. So this is a uh, kind of a gratitude experiment, which I'm really yeah. happy that I started the podcast because trying to write this out would never work because people overthink things. So the simplest right. thing is I'm going to ask you, a question and then I just want you to answer with one one word like one name okay and okay. don't say anything else until I until I ask you in a little more here so when you hear the term somebody in my life I'm grateful for what name comes into your head mom okay I love that now let's do it again because I want to go another layer deep somebody in your life you're grateful for David my brother David okay we're gonna go one more layer deep somebody in my life we're grateful for my dad. Okay, there we go. So we land. I asked that because one thing, great thing is you just got to do three things, which is wonderful. But mm -hmm. I wanted to get to the person that you don't normally doesn't isn't the first person that pops in because yeah. it's, it's it's all random. It's not about obviously. It's not. There's no like degree of this person's better right. than that. This is just like who shows up. So I want now you said it and you had a really beautiful smile on your face. I wanna. I want you to tell me some things you're grateful for about your dad. I just want you to share some love for your dad oh, right now. I'd love yeah. it. And it's interesting because the first two people are still here. The, my father's no longer here on this plane. Um, things I'm grateful for about my dad. My dad taught me that disability doesn't mean inability. My father was a severe diabetic, uh, died when I was 29 years old, had you know heart attack, was a, a war prosthetic leg. Uh, played minor league baseball in his early years and had a whole change in his life. You know, went into law and was a very successful lawyer. But it, with all that, had the determination to just be the best he could be and, and not let his disability get in the way of his ability to shine. Uh, my father, honesty. Uh, my father was probably one of the most honest and kind people you know, people that don't even know my dad or knew my dad for a very short period of time. When I talk about him, they're like, oh man, your dad was awesome. Or, wow, we knew your dad through you, you know? So that's the biggest compliment when people, when I say, oh, I wish you met my dad. They're like, we have through you. And I'm like, mm -mm 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 -mm. like right there. Whoa. And um, my dad was just, he, he was just an, a warm person warm and caring and just just a, a good man and um yeah i mean that that's 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 Stephen for you 
Stevie. I love that. He's with me every day. Yeah, he's always with me. And I, I talk to him regularly, you know, uh, but I also feel like um, when I have questions and I'm sitting in the silence and waiting for the answers, yes, I believe I have my guides and I have intuition in the universe, but I also feel like my dad's there and there's that sense of like structure. He was like a little more of the structure of the, the two parents, you know, my mom's more free spirited. So he's the one I go to for that let me figure this out in a structured kind of way, you know? So, yeah. That's beautiful. I, I really love that. My, when I asked that question, I was talking with my friend Teddy and he told me, he shared something so beautiful with me. Um, you know, his mom had, uh, I believe it was MS for like, you know, mm-hmm. 18 years or something like that. And that's how he knows her growing up. And what he expressed to me, which is almost like the other side of the coin with your father, this beautiful thing was, he said, basically, either I could be angry that she had this, and that could be what I think of my mother, or I could just love my mother, because that's who she, that's just, that's just a part of her. And I, I just love that thought process of um, whatever that is, it's just part of who she is. And I love her, just like your father had, you know, with the prosthetic leg and all that, that wasn't who he was. That's mm-hmm. just part of him. And he didn't make it. And he, so we're flipping it. He didn't make that who he was mm-hmm. because he was so much more than not having a leg. Like he said, I mean, all the beautiful yeah. things he said. He didn't make that about himself. It never was about him. Right. You know, you would never, you knew because of the way he walked, you knew right. because of just, you know, uh, what he had to go through medically but you didn't know from the man that was here, the brilliant mind, the brilliant right. mind of my father, the, the one that laughed until tears came out of his eyes, you know, like that was my dad, great sense of humor. And, you know, it was, you didn't know because that's who Steven was and still is, you know, he's still everywhere. But it's also interesting that you bring that up about it not being him or her, whoever the person is, because I had a, I had a great conversation earlier this week with a, a group of people that are part of this empathy empath group that I'm in. And we were talking about karma and how, you know, people come to the planet and we, sometimes we feel really bad that they're going through something and we're like, oh, we feel sorry for them. But like a lot of times those people don't know any different, you know, maybe they're born with, um, uh, like, uh, they're on the spectrum or, or they, they live their life never being able to see. And we're like, oh, you feel bad for those people, but they're usually the most the happy people they're embracing, especially kids. You're always like, wow, that child has, is, is dealing with that ailment and they're just bright and shiny because they're, they're living everything they possibly could be living. So really maybe part of it is they're brought to this earth to teach us a lesson, you know, and they're learning, you know, they're, they're here to be the lesson for us. If we observe and we listen and we watch and, and we don't come from this place of like, our expectations about what their life should be, you know? Um, It doesn't mean not feeling compassionate and empathetic for somebody and what they're going through because absolutely empathy and resonance is so important to see it from their eyes, but don't always feel so bad. Look at it and stay there with a moment and be like, what can I learn from this? Look at the joy that child is feeling and and they are uh, a, a void of like, they don't have any, arms or something and I have had a situation like that that hit me when I was about seven years old interestingly enough yeah my mom when I was a kid did a lot of volunteering Um, we we would do volunteering all the time because we had a pet goat Kipper and Kipper (laughs) 
Yeah. It was a little Nubian goat that my mom saved at four years old because this goat was going to die. She found it in a, at a pet store and it was just sitting there not eating. And my mom nursed this goat back to health, brings it home. My dad, who grew up in New York City, was like, what kind of dog is that? Like my dad had no idea. But whatever, whatever Bev brought home, Bev brought home. So we had Kipper for four years and my mom trained Kipper to, to pull a goat cart. And we would go to fairs, uh, like not fairs, like big fairs, but like community days where we would go to like mm-hmm. the children's hospital and she would oh, volunteer. Wow we would do philanthropic work where we would like let the kids pet kipper learn about the animal he he loved kids ride on the go-kart in the back he loved pulling kids around and i remember once at the hospital there was uh, a child who had no arms i'm sorry yeah he had no arms and he was throwing the ball with his feet and catching it with his feet throwing it and like giggling and laughing while he was sitting there on the ground. And then I started going up to him and I was doing it as well. And that moment, the seven-year-old was like, that opened my eyes to things at a very young age, that the gratitude that child felt, it's, it, it, I feel it right here right now, that that child void of something I don't have was filled with something I also didn't have. And, mm. and, and the lesson was like, right. So those moments brought into my life as a young, at a young age, um, I think honed, like groomed me in a way for, for really being the empath and filled with gratitude in a lot of ways. Yeah. That was beautiful. I was going to ask you a gratitude story, but I feel like you just, oh. you just, you just really dug into a really big part of it. Um, if you want to add more, you can, oh, but sure. I really, I really loved, I mean, that right there was a huge, um, what that right there what a gratitude story what a gratitude part of your journey um you're welcome to continue if you want to we obviously there's more there but that right there was wow i i you know when you told me when we said we were going to talk and you said you know i might ask you a gratitude story i've had i've had others that i've mentioned and i've actually never used that in context with so i feel like maybe it's empowering just to leave it right there i mean as a child as a child probably one of my most my eye-opening experiences realizing what gratitude was seeing that you can be in complete and utter joy with what you have and not to put your own expectations on someone i might have not known that's really all what it meant at the time like right. looking back at it now but i remember feeling like wow this kid's cool he's throwing with his feet you know and and just the just the gratitude i had for that moment as an adult i think as a story if you were to ask me that again I had a really beautiful moment probably about 11 years ago where I, I wasn't living in New York yet. I came to New York. I was, I was on the fence about New York, LA, New York, LA, you know, being a television, being somebody in TV. I'm like, do I want to be a host in New York or should I go to LA? And I was pulled, you know, and I'm from the New York area. So to me, something said, come home, come home, come home. So I was, in New York, I had just taken this course uh, called the Landmark Forum. I decided to take it in New York. I could have taken it where I was living at the time in North Carolina, but for some reason I decided to take it at the headquarters in New York, which was probably part of the universe pushing me towards that journey to come here. And um, I, uh, there's three days to the course and there's the two days that are like intense and you're in the room and you're 
connecting with people and you're doing stuff and you're waiting for yourself to pop and like get, you're waiting to get it, right? And it could be very overwhelming sometimes. And there's a day you have off in between the weekend and the Tuesday you come back to kind of celebrate the graduation, right? So on that day in between that Monday, uh, I talked to my brother about it, who also did Landmark. I guess at the time it was called Est, which has changed dramatically. It's that that it's in itself. A lot of people had a negative feeling about Est, but it's changed a lot. And um, my brother did it. My mom did Landmark. And my brother said to me, he goes, you know what? That day off, you need to do this one thing. You need to go to Hayden Planetarium at the Museum of Natural History. And you need to see like, one of the space shows because you will realize just how small you are in this world you will like your speck of dust and things just don't mean what they what you put like you put too much on things right and then you need to just walk around the city so i did that i went to hayden i spent the day by myself and i and it was like another moment i do that a lot and just realizing sitting up there and listening to Harrison Ford's voice, like uh, voice over the entire thing. I got my, I'm sitting with my, you know, kicked back on this, on these chairs that, so you could see the planetarium ceiling. Right. And it, I walked out of there like, whoa. And I've seen a million of those shows, you know, but there was right. something about what just happened two days prior being in the landmark forum and then doing that. And then I took a walk in the park. Literally, I went to Central Park, <laughs> bought myself a, uh, a pretzel on the street because there's nothing like a hot New York pretzel in the fall <laughs> and the winter. And I sat on a park bench next to a gentleman by the name of Bobby. And Bobby was tattered and older, maybe. I mean, gosh, who knows? He could have been my age. I don't even know. But he was very weathered. And I just decided to sit down next to him because everybody was passing him by. He was an older black man kind of looked like he could have been homeless probably you know right. whether he it doesn't doesn't even matter but he didn't yeah. look like someone that m- most people be like why sh-? that was the, the expression i got from people walking by they were like oh stupid tourist you know i just got this feeling and, and that's my own injection into it but i feel like there were people that were just kind of like mm, i wouldn't be sharing your pretzel with that guy you know and it, i didn't and i was like whatever you know i sat there and i talked to bobby and I had the most beautiful conversation with this man who was a vet um, from uh, the Korean War. So I guess he was older than me. And uh, just, uh, yeah. And um, I shared half my pretzel with him and sat with him for about a half hour. And in that moment, I feel like I learned so much about kindness from another person. And I guess I shared it with him as well because I gave him my time. And if we just realized how important time is to people, I walked away from that and, and, you know, shared the pretzel. He shared my first name. He shared his, shared a little bit of our story. And he was like, you just, I remember him saying, goes, because I told him I was on my struggle of like, do I move to New York to LA? He's like, you'll know, you'll know. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, Bobby, guru Bobby over here, you know, he's lived his (laughs) life. And I feel like as much as I was able to give him my time, the kindness that he gave me back was like tenfold. So wherever Bobby is, and I hope he's alive and well, thank you, Bobby. That, that was, mm. that's my adult story, I think. 
That was beautiful. That that's a story of kindness too. Like the end, like you said at the mm-hmm. end. So that's that's the gratitude and kindness um, yeah. going hand in hand. And um, they do. It's uh, that was really beautiful. I, I I loved how that the course primed you, and then your brother gave you some direction, and then yeah. you end up. The story's really great because you end up in the park with Bobby, and you 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 have this experience that you never would have had unless all these other things aligned to lead you to be in that moment with the pretzel yeah. uh, in the park you know, to have this amazing conversation. My father the other day uh, told me he was in the mall and he saw a woman, an elderly woman with a dog. It was a rescue dog, like a greyhound. And he just sat, ended up sitting down with her and just basically was, you know, engaged her about her dog. And and it's it's very similar in the sense that she got to just share. It was almost, I, I explained it to her, I said, it's almost like you said to her, you know, what are you grateful for in your life? Because she just started talking about this dog and how much she loved the dog. And when we share space, let people speak their minds, speak their hearts, especially when they're talking about things they love. Like it's a mm-hmm. gift to both of us. To, you know, it's a gift to the person that gets to listen to it. And it's such a gift just to like, when you're talking about your father, I, even when we went through that gratitude experience, when you said these people's like, I could read the happiness in your face, you know, yeah. and I feel that because that's real. Yeah. That's I'm so glad. real. Oh yeah. yeah. Thank Well, thank you. It's, it's, it's part, it's why I'm so about asking people what they're grateful for and who they're grateful to, because it, it just brings me, I get to see it, this creation come out that has nothing to do with me. And I get to, I get to take it all in, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. I <laughs> it do. is a beautiful I, thing. I feel that too. When I do my podcast, just being able to sit and listen. And I, I just hold space for people to share their stories because it's, it's empowering what we can learn from just listening and you take something away from it yourself. I mean, it's, it's a sense of a, a real positive selfishness in a way, but mm. I also just, I loved it. I, I, there's a quote out there that is uh, sometimes your story, your story will be somebody else's survival guide. Right. That. That's right. It's so true. You know, and I think about that all the time when I'm I, every day, I'm like, all right, I've, I've got my own stuff. And if my stuff and my story could be somebody else's survival guide one day and they realize they can get over whatever they're facing or they, they find solace in it or they find comfort and they find resilience or ins- inspiration in it. Hmm, I've done my duty, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, and, and there you go. You know, but I don't do it with the mindset that, oh, I hope I'm giving something to someone. You just do, you know, you do it from being, you know, you do it from being. It's that it's the be, do, have philosophy by being who we are. We just, we tend to do. And in that is where we have, you know, so can't go the opposite way. Can't go have, do, be. Oh, no, you can't. Got to go be, do, have. Well, that was actually something so, I learned in Landmark, I remember. Yeah. I love that. And that's, you know, when we were starting out, it's, it's very similar to, you know, I, you know, I just want to have, it's just the, like this conversation is the best part of it. Everything else is just what happens, right? We, right? we get to have this beautiful conversation. We talk about gratitude. We share stories. This is, this is what it's all about. And then the cool thing is, is we can release it. You know, we can let it fly and it's going to do whatever it wants. And I'm not tied to it whatsoever. I'm not. I'm going to assist mm-hmm. in pushing it off the ledge. So that it can go, but um, this is, you know, the conversation and being this. This is where it's at. This is the most. Mm-hmm. This is the most important thing right here. Everything else Absolutely. is just, um, you know, it's going to land where it is. I have no control over that. All I can do is release it. Um, but this, this is what. If we don't do this, then there's no, 
there's no flight, there's no nothing, you know, um, without this, there's, you know, there's nothing to, we're, we're pulsating this out into the world, but we yeah. have to have this connection first and then we just release it. And you have a podcast, you understand that idea, you know, obviously. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and human connection, there's, there's nothing more powerful than that. I mean, it's so important to connect with others and open your possibilities up to connecting with people you might norm, not normally connect with like the Bobbies and the little boy at the children's hospital, or they don't have to be people only in your own circle, expand the circle, you know, expand the circle. If I could say one thing, expand the circle because you, and, and expand it in a way where you're, with what you put out, you're going to get back, you know? So I'm, I'm very careful about toxicity in my life. Uh, removing those that are not adding anything positive to the space uh that took work you know and i can kind of read it now i can read if that person mm, okay it's not that you don't talk to them it's not that you don't uh you don't surround you don't have conversations with them you don't you, they can't you can't we can't take everybody toxic out of our lives we might work with right. toxic people we might have to we're going to deal with toxic people every day but they don't have to be part of our every day you know right. let your vibe attract your tribe kind of thing right but there is a way that we don't have to let it like permeate into our cells you know and we don't have to take it in. We can be like, all right, I, I, I recognize that person for who they are and I send them love and light and I hope they figure it out. Um, and this is all the space I really have to give them. Right, yeah. and that's because you, you, you can do that because you love yourself and you understand. Yes, that's so, <laughs> so important, Chris. I, 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 wish people, I wish people understood that more. Uh, and I, I find that I, I face that a lot with clients that see me, especially the ones dealing with relationship issues keep falling in the same patterns, the cyclical patterns of the toxic relationships. And if you do not truly value who you are and, and you don't, if you're not taking responsibility for your part in allowing that to come into your life, then you're constantly going to let that come into your life. It's not about, well, I'm a good person. Why aren't I attracting the good people? Okay. You might be an amazing person, but until you realize that you have to love this first, you are you could still be attracting people that need more than you have to give you know um like you know like they say that the, the it's very common for like an empath type person to attract a narcissist because the empath is always trying to heal people and help people and i get it i'm an empath i'm in the healing arts right but i've had to be really careful and i've been in that type of situation before because we constantly want to heal and help and what can i do to help this wounded animal or revive that dead plant i need to stick with plants that was a, a kind of a funny conversation <laughs> i had recently i tend to be that person that goes to the plant store i'm like oh that one looks like it needs help and i'll, I'll like bring it back to life and i had a conversation with one of my mentors who was like so maybe you should just focus on the plants instead of trying to save the people you know and, and as far as like relationships being in something with someone that was a big eye-opener for me a while back and I'm like oh huh, yeah I can be here to help them in their healing but to take it all in and feel like I can fix someone people need to people need to have the tools to fix themselves and they have to be right, open because we it. yeah we can't fix anybody yeah 
all know, we can do is all we can do is work on us. Yeah. We can give them the tools. That's one thing right. I tell them. Yeah. I said, I have the tools and if you're willing and you're open and you are wanting to make this investment into your emotional well-being and living a powerful life, let me share with you the tools that put the power in your own hands and let me be your guide in that process. You know, right. you can be and that that's empowering when you give someone the tools to realize that they have the control. It can be a little right. scary at first, but it's like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm not going to just throw you to the wolves. But the minute they realize how empowering it could be to feel the sense of healing and growth and abundance and a total mindset change, then it just becomes, it becomes a practice. And then it just becomes a thing that you do. You know, it's the do. It's the be you do have, you know, so. That's beautiful. I, and I know our, our time's getting uh, close to an end here. Um, I really loved you sharing that. I, uh, I just wanted to make sure, uh, you know, in closing, I like to always ask my guests sure. uh, if they have any just simplistic um, ideas or like habits that people wanting to more, invest more time in gratitude, like what suggestions, you know, daily suggestions, things sure. that people could do that just come to mind. I think we both are on the same page about waking up every morning before you even put your feet on the floor, pause, pause, pause in the moment and just think five things to yourself that you're grateful for. Some people don't want to journal. I get it. I have people that are so resistant to it that I work with and I'm like, all right, not everyone's a journaler, but if right. you can just have the thought, put the thought in your mind and, you, and you'll feel it have five gratitude moments and it doesn't have to be anything deep. It can be like, I'm, I love my sheets. I love my right. purring cat. I love the fact that I don't have to be at work till 10 today or whatever it is. Just right. five of the first thoughts that come to you. It will change the trajectory. It will, it will put you on that course. And um, I think another thing is, is just, you know, be present. And if you feel like you need help, ask, you know, right. if you feel that you need to, um, you're, you're struggling with something. Okay. Who's not, don't be afraid to reach out to someone that can help you. You know, that's the work I do. And I do it in the most loving, compassionate way. Um, and that just find the joy in things, even if it's just taking a walk every, every day and you notice like, Oh, there's a pretty little butterfly on that tree or, or you notice a new bird going by or like just feeling the wind. These are joyful things. We don't have to go for the huge things. Find it in the little things first. And that will set the pace for everything in your life to manifest, you know? That's where we go positive. Yeah. Uh, yes. And it's, uh, I, I love the idea of you're, you're waking up and you're priming your brain for, to, to have a good day. Bottom line yeah. is I, I do that. You know, I wake up and my device, my uh, Amazon device says, you know, uh, how today, it says today's going to be a great day. And then it says yeah. to me, what are you grateful for? Yeah. And there's a lot of apps out there too. Oh there's yeah. Yeah. I have an app called I am and every hour it'll send me a and it goes, I am. And, and, and oh, like, wow. Oh, I love it. I love this app and it's free. Check that out. Yeah. yeah, I am. There's so many apps like that. They, I mean, you can purchase some and then there's some that are, that have the free free uh, aspect to them but the i am app i love because it pops up on my phone and it'll be like i am uh creating abundance in my life right and you can set some or you can write some yourself but it's just really it's 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 a reminder we have to stay in positive affirmations 
I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's kind of woo woo. No, it's not. You're changing your brain. I mean, I work in a field of neuroscience. The brain mm -hmm. is a powerful tool. As a Havening Techniques practitioner, my whole thing is about being. My whole thing is about how you can, you can create the, the positive, um, the happy chemicals in the brain by doing touch and pleasant distraction. And when you create those happy chemicals through the touch, it can actually disconnect the, any of those traumas and those upsets from the, the actual thing that you're feeling. And it's really quite amazing when you think about it. I mean, I, I, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but um, you know, Havening is based on neuroscience. It is a psychosensory modality. And like, if you have a moment where if you're triggered by something that you're constantly triggered by, like say you're in a car accident and every right. time you pass the same, sh that same spot, you get triggered, right? And it's almost like something comes up and it fuses it like gluten and then it goes away. But then that next time you pass that spot, it comes up again. The whole idea of havening is that when you haven and you work with a practitioner and you can also learn self-havening, which I can uh, share more with that. Uh, you actually are disconnecting it because what happens is it creates the oxytocin, serotonin, the dopamine in the brain by the action of the havening, by the pleasant distraction, the calcium neurons, which are like the, the awesome chemicals. And it, it, it disconnects when you're doing the process of havening so that it can't reconnect and you look at mm. things differently. The, the events still happen, the upset's right. still there, but you don't look at it the same way. And that's the beauty of havening and neuroscience. So I do havening every day too. I wake up in the morning and I'm doing my gratitude and I'm, I'm in my pleasant place and it completely changes my day. And, and I'll do it a couple times a day because little ag things aggravate us. Right. So, right. yeah. So that, that's something that um, sits with me pretty deeply too, is my practice. I'm glad you could explain that a little more. Um, yeah. it, you know, I, I, again, I know you have to get going soon. So if you could, uh, where would, where's the best place for people to reach out to you and, um, Connect with sure. You. Well, I mean, my website, yeah. <laughs> so um, my website is hillaryrusso.com and uh, you can connect with me there and you can find information about my podcast, Hillary, uh, Holistically Speaking, which is available on all podcast platforms. And um, I'm also really grateful to have this opportunity. And I do want to share with folks that if you connect with me, uh, I'm, I know you're going to share this link as well. I'm going to be sharing, uh, this is my gift, that I'm going to be sharing uh, an intro to self-havening, which is my gift to those who sign up for my Thrive Hive. And there'll be a, a link that I know you're going to share on that. And by signing up for the Thrive Hive, you have access to just getting some happy stuff, you know, like good chemicals, good information about havening. Uh, I put it out every week and then you get the inside scoop to my podcast, Holistically Speaking, before it even is released. And uh, yeah, and then a, a discovery session. I'm going to throw that in there too. So people, if they have questions about my health coaching or my havening techniques practice, um, I have, um, I'm gifting a discovery call for folks. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, yeah. Hillary. I'll make sure that all that, so when this comes out, all the, all the things she's talked about will be links in the show notes. So. Yeah, it's hard to say <laughs> all the links, so I'm just kind of getting yeah. around yeah. out, but whatever I can do to create the space for people to live powerfully and realize that you can put the power in your own hands to live well and just be well. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, uh, Hillary. And I, I'm, I'm Chris with uh, Hillary Russo, and that was Gratitude Space Radio. Thank you, Chris.
Thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you. Did I talk too much? No, it was great. It was great. I'm I was a just, I was just, I was just kept looking at the clocks. I wanted to make sure we had time to do the birthday thing. I was always I'm always trying to be conscientious of other people's times. But because uh, I feel like we could obviously we could if there was no constraints, you and I could talk probably forever until we're like okay. I yeah, go. and I I have a twelve o'clock appointment, so I I know you're being mindful of time. I should have told you that because I could have. I mean, obviously, I could have gone a little longer. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, we you know I, I would love to. You know, there's no reason why we can't do this again just because sure. I enjoyed doing it. Um, you, you had some really there were some really great stories there. Really, uh, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much. I really. Oh, of course. Um, you sharing about your dad was really beautiful, and the story with the man in the park, um, and the the child uh, when you were seven. I mean, those are really great, poignant, like really good stories that this brings. I thought brought. Um, there's a lot of gratitude there. It was really beautiful. I could see it and feel it the whole time. So I'm excited that when the, we get around to doing this podcast release, I can get videos of just you sharing those three stories, you know? Oh, so I will. I, I would, they will be their I, own little segments because, uh, you know, I just want people to hear that stuff. And, you know, that's a home run. As soon as they, if they can see it, hear it, then that's, that we, you know, it's happened. The space well, has been created. The cool thing is, is that it's giving back to me too because, you know, it's like what we we're talking about with the... Um, the story, the big fish story. I, I love being able to share where I can keep the people that are close to me who might not longer, might no longer be on this plane, keep mm -hmm. them alive, you know? And that's, that's important to me because yeah, you know? Yeah. And I know yeah, you, I know you feel that way with your mom. So any yeah, chance I, I have, you know? Oh yeah. It's, you know, it's so beautiful when you told me before, you know, I think the first time we talked, you said, I'm going to write my mom something because of, you know, your story, which made me feel amazing. And then my friend Peter in Hong Kong, his birthday's coming up next week. And he said, I, you know, cause of your story, I'm going to gift. He, he bought, he's into like BMX stuff cause he was a biker yeah. when he was younger. So he bought like a sport coat with like the checkered stuff for his dad, for his, and it, like a scarf for his mom to, that are going to be given to them on his birthday. Oh, uh, I that love cool? that. That's yeah, weird. yeah. I was like, and he's just like, because I, you know, I, your idea there made me think I should be, you know, let me let me do a little pulsating outwardly on my birthday, you know. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, just knowing that again. That's just because I wrote my mom a letter six years ago, you know. That's just because so my mom, you know what I mean? Just because because my mom being who she was, that's really what it was, right? It's because she was just because I I was fortunate enough to have have her as a as a you know being a son to her and just uh, took an opportunity to appreciate yeah. her, right? Totally. Um, and I, I was thinking of our time. Let me say one more thing. I'm sorry. I, when you were sharing, I was really wanting to tell the story. You know, my mentor, my, my biggest, like the big, like the man who's believed in what I've been doing all this last six years. Um, the only reason I met him was because he wrote an article in Inc. Magazine about gratitude, about appreciating a coach that was his uh, wrestling coach when he was a child that he ran into um, 20 years later. And the amazing thing about that was yesterday I wrote a gratigram to the guy, Kevin, who sent me because he thought about me, right? He sent me this article and said, you should check this out, right? So what, I was, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, we just never know what you're saying. You never know what you're putting out in the world, what's going to land. He just wrote this article for Inc. Magazine he, about appreciation. And then because I had friended Kevin kind of through Twitter, through gratitude, yeah. Kevin thinks of me and sends it. And then here we are six months later. And I, you know, I have this amazing friend who's been my mentor and just, uh, you know, believe, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. he decided I'm going to share gratitude and he just put the story together. Isn't it amazing? That's, that is awesome. You know, oh, just, that just um, makes you, it just makes you smile, you know?
Yeah. I mean, it just, it goes back to like, you know, and if I hadn't written my mom the letter, I would never have met Kevin. I wouldn't have been looking, you know what I mean? Like synchronicity. Yeah. It's just these people sharing this goodness, you know, you just don't know where it's, you don't know where it's going to land. You know, somebody will listen to our podcast we had and it's going to spark something in somebody. It will happen. I hope so. Well, it will. We may never know about it, but it will because it's. That's right. We may never know about it because that's the selfish side of it. Like we want to see the return, the ROI, but it's like, no, the ROI is just putting it out there and knowing you did it. Right. Yeah. Because we can't control the rest of it. Um, yeah. That's why. Pod- I, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, we can talk for hours. I have a feeling. No. You know what yeah. I want to do? I wanted to get a picture real quick oh, um, yeah, sure. so that I can just say, hey, we talked. This will be in the future episode or whatever. But can I just get us yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So let me do this. One, two, three. That's great. Let me get the one the other way too, so I can use it for okay. a story. I think I know. Can you do a story? How do you do it like top on top of each other? Oh, you want to get it? I gotcha. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think the only way you could do that is if you minimize your screen and then you were to drag, you know what I mean? Like you were to make your one screen and then drag your image above it. Yeah, Maybe, I did I it the know. other I day. Was... I can do speaker view and then there's the, hold on. Oh, Oh, wait, maybe I just figured it out. Hold on a second. Give me one sec. I'm going to figure this out. Because uh, I know I did it with Brian. I just don't ever remember how I do stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I just forget. Uh, oop, hold on a sec. All right. Move us there. I think that, like you said, drag it. I see what you're saying. Uh, give me one sec. I'm going to capture it. All right. You ready? Yeah, that looks good. Perfect. I'll figure it out. And you've given me an idea. I should start doing that with my guests because that'd be fun to have like a scrapbook even, you know? Yeah. And I just try to do that so that I can, um, let me take one more because I wasn't, I realized I just, my eye was blinking. I can't see without my glasses. (laughs) Hold on one second. I'm going to do it again. Pink tight. Let me take my glasses off. Yeah, it's good because then you can like use it with your, um, let's say your Instagram. Like today I'll post, I'll be like, had a great conversation with Chris Palmore of the Gratitude Space Radio, da, da, da. And it's not the post or it could be, but Mm -hmm. it lets people, it's kind of like a coming up, you know, that's me in the TV world. You know, I'm already- I love that. No, that's a great idea. Yeah, just to give people, you know, you want to build your, build your audience. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Great. Okay. One of those will work. I'm sure. Great. Yay. Okay. Excellent. Well, can we uh, do the birthday? Real yeah. Quick? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. We have to do your, your thing. And I don't like, that's what I'm here to do your thing. Hold on one sec. Let me move that over so I can that's see okay. you. Uh, yes. Let's do the birthday thing. So what do I do? Well, I'm just going to, you know, I'll take a breath again and then I'll just lead you in and, uh, and I'm just going to give you the, I'm basically going to give you the floor and then you just, you know, say something like, you know, on this birthday, I want to, you know, whatever you feel like you're saying. Yeah. It's, just, it's just, just the idea is that we're doing this right now. And the cool thing is, is next March, this is going to be a surprise to you because you're probably going to forget about it. And you're, this is a gift to somebody else, right? So the cool thing is, is you're uh, whoever, you're, and you can direct it towards several people if you want to, or one, it's completely your bag. You know what I mean? It's just your, I'm just giving you a platform on your birthday to share a little gratitude. And, 
again, this is going to be, you know, nine, you know, whatever it is, six months. Yeah. From now, March 30th whatever. is a ways away. It's like 10 months away. So it should be one. It most likely is one person though. Right. It's what you want to do. It's totally, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I had somebody who just went through a long list and that's fine. Cause again, I don't want to like stipe, you know what I mean? Like, and then I had another person just like, just talked about her partner, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and then I had okay. another person that said very little, but we had a really long discussion, which is, we're right. not, we've already had the long discussion. So it's really, I mean, honestly, it's completely okay. what you want to do. And you just okay. be wary of how you, you're just like. And you're asking me? I'll lead you okay. in and then okay. um, we'll just how, go and then. How much time do I have? Oh, um, you know, honestly, you could talk as long as you want, but if five, five, 10 minutes is fine. Oh, okay. And you'll, will you be, will you be interjecting? I mean, will you be also chatting with me about it? Or is it just me? Like, I'm grateful for this, 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 and it's just me talking. No, we can, we can, if you take a breath, I can interject and yeah. we can, we can okay. expand on things, but it's sure. supposed to be kind of a free uh, okay. thing just to. I didn't know if it was just like running off, like, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm like five, 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> but, oh, okay. It could, it could be just a couple minutes and it doesn't, it's, it's not even about how long it is. Right. It's, it's really just, it, right. I mean, it literally could be two minutes. It Let's just matter. go for it. Um, Let's just be okay. organic here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, I'm just, I'm just taking a breath here. We'll, uh... Well, Hillary, welcome back to Gravity Space Radio. It's good to see you again. So great to be here. Thanks, Chris. I always enjoy being in the space with you on Gratitude Space. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you. Um, well, you know, today, uh, this, this is a birthday gratitude episode. And, um, you know, your birthday is coming up in the future. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to give you an opportunity uh, on this birthday, coming up birthday, for you to share a little appreciation and love for either a person or a few people in your life. Yeah, there's, there's a list. Sure. Um, I think without a doubt, I wouldn't be here <laughs> right. if it wasn't for the beauty and the spirit that is my mom. She's amazing. And I love her every day. And I'm grateful for her every day for the gift of laughter and love and nurturing and non-judgmental nature. I mean, my entire life, she's been like that. Um, oh, somebody who has been very supportive of both my brother and I and uh, just the, the humor. Goodness, my mother has a great sense of humor and, and it's just, she's just love. You know, people call her mama Bev, uh, people that aren't her mom, but she's a mom to so many, you know, and uh, she's just, she's a light and she's been through a lot and she still is a really beautiful being. So I wouldn't be here, mom, if it wasn't for you. I am who I am because of you. So um, yeah, Beverly. That was beautiful. Yeah. And you, you did share with me that she, she just graduated from college last year, right? She did at 79 years old or 70, just short of 79. <laughs> she graduated, walked in the ceremony. She had been on that path for 60 years, mm -hmm. took a break because the nurturing woman she is, she was taking care of my dad who was sick. You know, she, she left at a young age to take care of my brother and came it went back and forth and was trying to finish and took took a break to have a career and make a, a life. And then when, when you retire and you're like, hmm, what do I do? She picked up the mandolin again and she was doing all these things that she wasn't really able to focus on because of life, family, doing, being, all that stuff. And said, I'm going to finish my 
my degree. And I was like, yes, finally. Cause I had mentioned it numerous times, but nobody's going to do something unless they want to do it, you know? Uh, and she finally did it. She took a couple courses a semester online in the classroom. She's like the 70 something year old in the classroom with these 20 something year olds. And she walked in that ceremony at the arena in Hartford, Connecticut, because she graduated from Eastern, uh, Eastern Connecticut State University. And uh, there she was walking with all the other people. You know, got a picture of her shaking the hand with the dean. And I'm like, these are the things they did for me, you know, like walking. In, <laughs> like these were all the ceremonies my parents had to sit through all those years, you know, those commencements and baccalaureates and all that. And I was so, I was so proud to be there with my mom and my mother's husband just sitting there like, just so proud of her for achieving something at, at that age and realizing that anything's possible. She's an inspiration. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I love the fact that you, you know, the, the, the uh, dynamic of they sat through all this and here you are having this unique experience because your mom <laughs> is so forward thinking and so into growing mm -hmm. and not is so into life and not death yeah. uh, that she, that she, uh, and here you are watching her go. I mean, it's, it's freaking beautiful. What a, I yeah. mean, what a gift to you just to have, and that, I mean, it's such a unique experience. And then you know, throwing I mean, her a graduation party when she right, there you go. my graduation party. <laughs> she, like she put on all this stuff for me. So like, it was so fun being the one to, my brother created the artwork for her graduation. I mean, it was so fun because my brother's an artist, creates this like adorable cartoonish picture of my mom with her books and her graduation hat and, you know, and the, the news covered her. Like everybody thought it was such an oh, inspiring wow. story. She was in, in the newspaper, she was on TV because they did a live shot in front of the, the, the auditorium on my mom. It was just like, wow, because she is an inspiration and that's the right. energy she puts out there. And that's just the true story of you can be and do anything you want to be and do, and you can have anything if you just have the mindset that you can do it, you know, just, just make the choice. That's the first thing is like the awareness and make the choice and then align yourself with that, you know? So, um, yeah. And I've learned a lot from, from that because she has sat through a lot of stuff for me, all of my back, my graduations, all of my shows that I did. Cause I was a professional actor, even when I wasn't a professional, she sat through my other shows and some of them were probably pretty brutal. Um, so what can I give back to her is to hold space for her and everything she's creating in her life. Mm. Oh, Bev. That's I love that. Uh, you know, I, I, you shared when we were talking before about how she's had a birthday and that you put, can you explain uh, yes. to people, give people ideas for ways to love other yeah. people on their birthdays? Yeah, let me, yeah, sure. I'd love to share that. So at this moment, we're going through something where we are social distancing and we're uh, not even, you know, not able to see people. I've seen my mom once as of today. I've seen my mom once in five months and my mom lives only two hours from me, but we're being so careful and we're, we're probably going to start socially seeing distantly seeing each other but because i couldn't throw her an 80th birthday party because we couldn't congregate and just go out to dinner you know, even mm -hmm. to celebrate her what i did was i i reached out to all different people in her life from all different times in her life family friends you know going back to like my first babysitter even that we still have a relationship with because that's hmm. that's bev you know she just creates this circle of beauty and people connect with her her whole life um i reached out to everyone and said hey we're not gonna be able to see bev or you know i want to do something a little special would you be willing to do a short video 
wishing mom well in whatever fashion is you and your relationship with her. And I'll, I'm going to put together a video. And that's what I did. And I put an amazing video together, which for me, I didn't, I mean, it wasn't, I'm calling it amazing because my mom keeps saying that. And every day she's like, it's the best gift I ever got. I'm like, okay, but I work in television. I work in broadcasting, me editing, though it took some time to me, it was just, it, it wasn't even a, because I just wanted to do it. It wasn't work. You know, I stayed up and stayed up all night doing it, compiling who goes where and the music that was written for her. My friend Lipbone, who, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from, from listening to my podcast, wrote a song for her. And I just, it was like 20 minutes of people just wishing their well to her, wishing well to her, happy birthday to her in their own unique way, you know? And um, it was really beautiful to, it was a project. It was a heart project, heart centered project for sure. So that's an idea folks. I mean, you don't always have to throw the big party, get the big cake, go out to eat. Uh, Those moments are great, but do something different. Think outside the box. You know, Uh, I took a little extra time just because of my, my background. I was able to create that, but you can always find someone to help you. That's the other thing. Don't be scared to ask for help. You know, I didn't, I can't write a song and play a guitar, but my friend Lipbone can. And he was like, done and did the song that day in his studio while he was recording something else. I mean, he probably, probably that to him was like, just not a big, you know, easy. Right. 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 Ask for help, ask for people to come together and and celebrate life and gratitude and love. And you'll be surprised how easy it is to find people that are like, count me in, you know? Right. Right. I love that. You know, and uh, my, my fiance is in Columbia and yeah. during this quarantine had her birthday too. And I did a very similar thing too. I contacted all of her friends and put a 20 minute video together to surprise her. And, you know, it's, per- it's personal. It doesn't cost, it, it costs, it just costs time. And it's so personal. And it's so, it's so, it's so much better than anything I could have given her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like with your mom, your mom, it's like, she, you can't give her a physical present. It would, it would, anywhere had the effect of what you did. You couldn't. No. I can't, I can't, I, what would that be? I, I couldn't even think of what that could be. You, you engaging people to share love for her that she loves. I mean, what a gift to everyone involved. You know, I mean, geez. Yeah, especially Beautiful. as you get older. I'm like, I'm running out of gift ideas. I mean, the woman has everything that she could possibly have in her life. And half the time she's like, do you want this? You know, so she's giving stuff to me. So if I give her a physical gift, which if I find something unique that I know she loves, she right. it. but there's something about, giving people time and giving people something unique and that they can cherish that isn't maybe tangible. Uh, it's in a different way. It's, it's, it's gratitude and it's time and it's love. I mean, boom, that's what you need to give people first. And if you add on to that and you do a party or you do a cake or you bake something for someone or you, you know, have just t- share, take them to a movie or whatever we can do during the time when this actually is able to, when this does air and mm-hmm. around my birthday, um, those things are great, but it really just comes down to being grateful and, and sharing love, love, sharing first. love, yes. love yes. first. It, and those, vi- you know, I mean, it's just an amazing thing because you got to surprise her. It's such a gift to surprise <laughs> people. And, and that's the amazing thing when you do these video, the videos that we're talking about, they're not expecting that and they don't know these people are about to pop up in front of you. It's, it's, it's a moment that will not be forgotten. You've created, you've created something that is unforgettable and beautiful yeah. and yeah, simplistic. 
the, hardest, the hardest part of it was I had to get my mom's husband on it. And I wasn't oh. going to be able to get him alone in the room. So I was like, kind of like, you know, it was like a operation, get Herb to say something. And so I got them both on a, um, I got them both on a, like a FaceTime. And I'm like, so Herb, if, if it was mom's birthday today, what, <laughs> what would you tell her? you know, I'm just curious how you guys are doing. And I'm trying to be like really low. <laughs> My mom was so on to me, but I don't think she knew what I was doing. Right, right, right. Was recording, but all, but she had like makeup on. I'm like, oh, she showed, She knows I'm doing something. Cause she just kept looking at him. She's like, just tell, just tell Hillary how you feel about me. And I'm like, oh great. Now I've got a line producer. It was the most hilarious thing because, you know, sometimes you just want to hear it. And I think it was really beautiful to witness that. Like ask, Right. him the question and him share with her and look at her and like I was recording and I'm like watching them and there's so much more to the video I probably should release her the the outtakes uh, yeah yeah oh you should I'm sure <laughs> you love that it's like 10 minutes of my my mom's husband like saying stuff and I'm like I can't use that like you guys are being ridiculous <laughs> I mean there was some stuff in there that was really funny that I did use but being able to record them without my mom really knowing what I was doing was the hardest part. But then I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. It's beautiful. It's yeah, it was beautiful. Fun. I love it. Oh. <laughs> they were ridiculous. Oh, man. Anyway. Well, um, when you hear this in the future, I wanted to say happy birthday. I wanted to say, uh, I wanted to say hi to your mom, Bev, and uh, thank you for sharing Bev with us. I loved mm. all those stories. Um, it was really, really beautiful. Um, so thank you so much and happy birthday, thank Hillary. You. <laughs> your thank future you. self is getting this. <laughs> and if I can say one more thing, as, oh, much, yes, as, I, sure. as much as most of my gratitude, I mean, and we have an abundant space for gratitude in our lives, right. is definitely sharing my mom. I have to say every person in my life, whether they're still with me or not, whether they have shared something positive or negative with me or not, whether they've left, um, you know, whatever they've left in my life is a lesson. So I'm grateful for every person that comes into my life. And all I can say is for those of you out there that might be, you know, there, there might be situations that don't seem as positive, Think about the lesson that that person might be sharing with you. And, and even the person that you pass on the street, there's something you learn from someone because it's all about connection. So be grateful every day for the people that pass your, that cross your path, whether they're there for a moment, uh, you know, what is it? A second, a moment, a lifetime. I forgot the saying, but whether they're there for like the, a brief moment in your life or they're there for your entire life, they all have a purpose. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I think that's a great place to end. And um, I'm Chris with Hillary. It's Gratitude Space Radio, and we're out. Thank you. This is an open call to anyone that has a gratitude story or practice that they'd like to share. Just email me at the address hello at gratitudespace.com. That link will be in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us. You can look at this as a way of showing me a little gratitude. Just a friendly suggestion. Thank you for tuning in to Gratitude Space Radio, and we're out. <laughs>